Hello and welcome to 2022. Happy New Year. Let's hope it's not too much of a story of strangeness. Yeah. Blah. Like the last two years I've been. <laughs> anyway, mm. welcome to Stories of Strangeness. Hello. I'm Zoe. Hi. And this is Mike. Hello again. <laughs> so many hellos. Yeah. It is kind of early. And we've decided to record on New Year's Day. And yes, we did stay up late. Yes. We Did we drink? I did drink. I, I did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not too much, I don't think. No. Um, anyway, no. it's episode 41 and it's a you episode, isn't it, love? It is. So off you go. Okay. My favourite Pink Floyd song is Wish You Were Here. It begins. So, so you think you can tell. Heaven from hell, blue skies from pain. Can you tell a green field from a cold steel rail? A smile from a veil. Do you think you can tell? In 1999, The Matrix wowed cinema-goers with its incredible action sequences and special effects, but behind the spectacle, there were some interesting philosophical questions that drew people in deeper to the story, like, how can we know what is real? Are we conscious agents capable of making our own choices, or are we pre-programmed to act based on our experience history? Possibly the most intriguing question of all. If we were living in a computer simulation, how would we know? It's the question, Neo. The question that drives us. Allegedly, Keanu Reeves was asked to read Baudrillard's Simulacra and Simulacrum, along with Kevin Kelly's Out of Control in preparation for his role in The Matrix. Not long after the movie released to worldwide acclaim, in 2003, Nick Bostrom of Oxford University released a paper where he imagined a tech-adept civilization that were in possession of immense computing power, to the point where just a fraction of that power could be used to generate simulations of new realities, with conscious beings in them. This led to the following propositions, one of which must be true. 1. Humans always go extinct before reaching the simulation-savvy stage. 2. If humans make it to that stage, they are unlikely to be interested in simulating their past. 3. The probability that we are living in a simulation is close to 1 in a binary choice where 0 is we aren't and 1 is that we are. This is a trilemma. But let's go back and look at other examples of this kind of thinking. Many may have heard of Plato's allegory of the cave which goes like this. A group of prisoners are chained to the wall of a cave for their entire lives such that they can only face the blank wall of the cave. It is all they know. Outside is the true world, full of light and form and colour, but they know nothing of this. Behind the prisoners, out of their field of view, there is a fire. People come and go around the fire, and as they do, they cast shadows on the rear wall of the cave where the prisoners can see. The prisoners watch the shadows intently, giving names to them and inventing stories as to what the shadows are and why they are there. They listen to the sounds of the people casting the shadows and believe them to be emanating from the shadows themselves. The shadows are not the real world, but to the prisoners, deprived of any other stimulus or information, they are. Plato says that a philosopher is like a freed prisoner, suddenly led out into the world. Now there are a myriad of forms as well as new sensations that the freed prisoner has to come to terms with, and a new understanding of the world begins to take shape for them. The freed prisoner would eventually accept this new reality and try and share this with the other prisoners back in the cave. 
having stood in the light, his eyes would now be unaccustomed to the darkness, and the other prisoners would not want to leave, being unable to imagine what he had seen and experienced, and also out of fear that they would apparently become blind, as the freed person had. In the end, they would probably attack and kill their potential liberator. As Morpheus says in The Matrix, you have to understand, Neo. Most people are not ready to be unplugged. There's also a theory in esoteric circles that the cave represents the human skull, and Plato meant that humans are trapped in their skulls, and that the world we think is real are just shadows of a higher truth, which he believed to be the world of ideas. A new study that tried to statistically determine whether we live in a simulation gave about 50-50 odds. The study also showed, however, that if humans were ever to develop the technology to simulate reality and conscious beings, then the chances tilt overwhelmingly in favour of us being simulated. There is some debate, of course, over what constitutes reality and also what consciousness really means. In order to simulate a reality, a massive amount of computing power would be required. In 1964, Russian astrophysicist Nikolai Kardashev, who was looking for signs of extraterrestrial life within cosmic signals, came up with a scale for estimating the scale of civilizations. There are three classes, which are based around the amount of energy they can control and convert to their use. A Type 1 civilization can harness all the energy from their planet, approximately 10 to the power of 16 watts. This would mean being able to control weather and climate, tectonics, geothermal energy, wind, solar, etc. Humans have not reached this basic level yet. Type 2 civilizations can control all the energy from their nearest star, using something like a Dyson sphere, where a mechanical sphere is built around a star to harness and convert all the energy coming from its fission reactions. This would amount to 10 to the 26 watts. Type 3 civilizations would be able to harness the power of entire galaxies. So, in order to run a simulated reality, complete with conscious agents, a civilization would need to be at least a Type 1 or possibly a Type 2. There are ways of reducing computational overheads though, which current video games already employ. Firstly, the game only renders what the protagonist can viably see. Many buildings or topological features do not have backsides to them, or internal structures if the player cannot enter the building, for example. This leads back to the old philosophical questions like, if a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? The question viewed through this lens is valid. Do things that happen unobserved happen in the way that we think they should? There is the principle of the observer effect in quantum physics, whereby observing an effect or experiment, you change it. This can be seen in the famous double-slit experiments where photons are fired singly from an emitter towards a wall. Between the wall and the emitter is a piece of card with two slits in it. When unobserved, the photon seems to pass through both slits simultaneously, causing bands of light on the wall behind known as an interference pattern. Observing the photon's path, however, collapses the probability wave function, causing the photon to choose which slit it passes through, then just causing two lines. This experiment seems to indicate that reality can be altered by observation, although science suggests that the observer need not be a conscious mind as we understand it. The second way games limit overheads is by using levels of detail. As the player gets closer to an object, it is rendered in higher levels of detail. In fact, 
games actually swap out the models using proximity triggers. A tree seen from a distance will be a basic model using as few polygons as possible to retain the illusion of being a tree. As the player gets close, the tree model will be swapped for one with multiple branches and individual leaves. This may happen several times with different models displaying depending on how close the player is. In the Matrix, Morpheus, who is named after the Greek god of dreams, also says, What is real? How do you define real? If real is what you can feel, smell and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. So perhaps the real question isn't, are we living in a simulation? But if we were living in a simulation, how would we know? In the Taoist philosophy, Zhuangzi, who lived between 369 BC and 300 BC, wrote the Zhuangzi, one of the foundational texts of Taoism, along with the Tao Te Ching, which contains the story of the dream of being a butterfly, which goes like this. Once Zhuangzi dreamed he was a butterfly, flitting and fluttering about, happy with himself and doing as he pleased. He did not know he was Zhuangzi. Suddenly he woke up and there he was, solid and unmistakable as Zhuangzi. But he didn't know if he was Zhuangzi who had dreamt he was a butterfly, or a butterfly dreaming he was Zhuangzi. As Morpheus says in The Matrix, Have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? What do you think? Well, first I'm going to vomit, and then my head's going to explode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know I love The Matrix. Absolutely. And there have been many, many conversations like this. And all I can say is if my life isn't real, I I hope that someone is not paying for this, (laughs) because they should get their money back. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe put some more money in and get some upgrades. Yeah. Yeah, it's so there was there was a, such a weird one. There was a book I read called Off to Be the Wizard, which was really good, whereby the main protagonist was a, a hacker as a hobby. He yeah. used to just hack into various websites and servers and etc. Yeah, just to yeah. kind of poke around and see what was there. And the first thing he did when he hacked into any place, search for his own name. And then in this one instance he found it. And then he found a file that had I remember you all me about the information this. about him. He made himself taller, didn't he? He did, yeah. So he basically found his config file that was all the parameters of him as a person and his life. Didn't he make himself walk a foot above the ground or something at one point? Basically, he figures out how to fly yeah. in a really, really Weird, hacky way. Yeah. Of- and... So, one, of course, one of the first things he does, he, well, he makes himself taller because he always says on forms that he's six foot and he's, he's not. not. He's like five, ten and a half or something like that. Yeah. Which rings home <laughs> to me because I think I'm about 5'11 in truth, but I always thought I was six foot. Sadly not. But, yeah, he changes his height and then he goes into the bathroom once he's finished mucking around and notices that he can see the top of the mirror, which he can't normally see. Yeah. And those couple of inches have just made that difference. And he's like completely freaked out and then realises what's happened, goes back, starts mucking around with the config file a bit more and realises that he must be living in a simulation. Yeah. So one of the first things he does is transfers a ton of money into his bank account. Yep. Which then garners the attention of like the FBI. (laughs) 
<laughs> so he's then hounded by the FBI and has to like run out of his home with just the few bits and pieces on his back. And I think he takes his like a portable computer with him. Like yeah. it might be his phone or something actually. And he basically then decides the best place to hide is in time. So he goes back to medieval days and he's like, well, I can like configure stuff and make things happen that shouldn't normally be able to happen. God. I'm going to be a wizard. And he gets there, and without giving too much of the plot away, because people might want to read this, he meets another wizard. <gasps> another time who traveller. Who is so much better at it than he is. <laughs> and he's amazing because he, he eventually takes him back to his house. And he is like the local wizard in this place. And he has a, a crystal ball that he looks into. But the crystal ball is a modified computer display made to look like a crystal ball from yeah. the config file. Yeah. And he's got a Commodore 64 running under <laughs> oh the thing. Oh, my God. And that's how he's doing his hacking. Amazing. So, of course, he's, like, intrigued with this smartphone because he's a time traveller from a different era, from, like, the 80s. Yeah. Anyway, really good book, really good fun. Yeah, interesting wizard battles based on basically coding <laughs> and hacking. It's, it's yeah, bizarre. But it's it's another take on the are we living in a simulation yeah. kind of idea, but a really interesting take on it. Because it would make time travel possible. Possible, because yeah. You just alter just the parameters game. of, of yeah. the game. What what year is the game set? 2022. Nope, 1743. There we go. Ah. Boom, gone. Yeah, so it's just like rolling the, the clock back on your PC to extend the length of a, a trial edition, <laughs> which a lot of people I know did. <clears throat> Not me, of course. Yeah, but the idea being is, you know, like Morpheus says, is... If, if what we perceive is real is just our sensory data, yeah. which is just, in theory, what we can see, feel, taste, touch. But the thing is, you can do all of those things in your dreams. Yeah. To, I mean, to I a do. Great I, I, dry, I dream quite vividly. Yeah. And, and I. Mine are mostly sight and sound. I don't, I don't, I, I don't often have touch sensation, although I do sometimes. I remember having a dream when I was a kid. And I was walking through a pine forest and I could smell the pine. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't normally smell things in dreams, so this must be real. But yeah. I was like, how the hell did I get here kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. And then I reached out and I um, touched one of the, the pine tree's leaves, which had sort of dew on it. Yeah. And I could feel the, the cold yeah. wetness on my skin. And I was like, well, this is definitely real. Yeah. And then Freddy Krueger jumped out and chased me around a, a street. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe this isn't real then. But I don't normally realize that I'm dreaming. Yeah. Even when it's completely batshit insane, I don't normally realise. But that no. time I did, and I was able to just fly away from Freddy Krueger and go, tough. Yeah. I've I've controlled my dreams a handful of times, and yeah. literally, I either fly or shrink. That's what I do. I don't. But I'm like, oh well. I mean, be being scared of heights in the real world. Yeah. Or what we think is the real world. I'm yeah. just like, hey, I'm gonna fly because I'm in a dream. Yeah which is, you know, really odd. But no, generally, my dreams contain everything. Yeah. Like, like normal. And sometimes they are so boring. That, so mundane that you think that it must I be real. I wake up and go... Is that the best you I, could come up no, with? No, no. It's more like, did that actually happen? Because it was so normal. Do yeah. I, did I do... Did I actually do that? Now I need to just double check. And I'll go, oh, oh. Like, I thought I'd, you know, put the clothes away and then they're sitting at the end of the bed and I'm like... Oh, I thought I put those away. No, yeah. that must have been a dream. Shit, what a crap dream. And I'm like, if that's what my brain comes up with, the simulation's going to be no better, I'm sure. Yeah. 
But yeah. then in other times, I was almost crushed by a gigantic spaceship in Iron Man colours while I was doing some kind of weird parkour around this hangar filled with, with like, a shanty town of, of like, market stalls. Mm. And, you know, there's just... And- well, speaking of spaceships, actually, that's, it, that's an interesting thing because, obviously, as we keep mentioning... The U.S. government has decided that UAPs are real and yeah. that they don't and I understand. I can't stop hearing how. OAPs. Yeah, <laughs> OAPs are definitely They're real. Definitely they move real. at incredible speeds and turn sharp corners at <laughs> oh thousands of miles an Have hour. You seen them on those? Little they really don't. Zoomers. They're, they're very slow. No, but UAPs are real. Yeah. We don't understand the physics of what's going on because they accelerate without things like sonic booms. Yeah. They have no control surfaces that you know planes have to lift flaps and things to make them go different ways or slow them down or speed them up or whatever they seem to have no control surfaces and they seem to be able to enter water without any penalty to speed or any deceleration what they're a virus no the mods they're They're, the moderators they're they're literally then because they're nothing to do with any of the people who are in the program yeah we don't view them in the same way because the program dictates that we hear planes and we understand how planes, well, we almost understand how planes fly and it can be magic. Yeah. But because they're nothing to do with the actual program that's running here, they don't, the world has no effect on them as it would do normally. Yeah. I, well, I thought involved, like maybe, like they're, maybe they're the moderators. They, they come in and check how things are going and check on the program and see what's going on. But maybe they're hackers. Maybe, maybe they're like hackers hacking into the system going, look, look, we can see all around what's going on in this in this reality and stuff. Let's really screw with them and just roll the wrong way. Yeah, let's, let's you let's know. Let's hover here for a bit and flash it. We can, we can dive under the water if we want and have a good look around because it's, it's not real water. Yeah. There's no penalty for entering or en- exiting as long as you change the code. Yeah. It is, it is a, a I've brain I've got a face bender. like I can smell poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> These are the conversations, though, that you had when you were like, you know, in your late teens when you started drinking and going to house parties and ending up in the kitchen at like three o'clock in the morning going, but what if none of this is real? What if none of this is real? What if if the the colour yellow that I see isn't the colour yellow that you see? Yeah, all Um, the shit that everybody thinks is really... really Oh, wow, I I thought about this and nobody else has thought of this before. No, everybody thinks it. Sorry to burst your bubble late teens, but everybody thinks stuff like that. You're not unique. Yeah, because you see... Before, and this is going to make me sound really old, but like before this kind of generation, we didn't post that shit on like Instagram, yeah, yeah. Facebook. Yeah, you had no way of knowing until somebody else went to yeah, suddenly I thought go, that. Oh, do you know what I invented? The, the, the centre part in. I no. think there's literally thousands of years of yeah. human beings who are going to disagree with you there, love. Yeah, <laughs> Calm yeah. down. Yeah. And the one, oh my God, the video about the scorts. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the shorts and skirt in one. Oh, yeah. There was a girl like, oh my God. Look at this! What I've discovered isn't this amazing? Oh my god! I, yeah, yeah. And it's like you don't remember that. You don't no, no, remember. She's too that. young to remember that. Of course. But do some research before you put a feckin' article like a, a video <laughs> up on the internet, thinking that it's some mad I've like, invented thing. this great new thing. No. No, you haven't. No, Just look. you. Basically, what is happening now is you are aligning yourself as a target for ridicule <laughs> from um, anyone who's over a certain age. Is just going to look at you like you're. But I remember seeing things on like Reddit where it's like the shower thoughts subreddit and people say stuff like, (laughs) so you're on your deathbed and death comes and everything goes black for a minute and then basically somebody lifts a mask off your head and goes, so how was it? What's the first thing you say? And the first thing I would say is, I want my fucking money back. (laughs) Yes, it was shit. It was rubbish. Everything hurt, like past the point of 30 
the the amount of aches were just ridiculous that you yeah. piled that on way too high yeah it was almost impossible to get anywhere in terms of you, success and money. <laughs> I was going to say, you hit those higher levels. Once you're like past like level 20, uh, excuse me, yeah. like leveling up becomes way more difficult. And yeah. like the money is way more scarce. People stop giving it to you. Yeah. The, like, the, the game was way too grindy. <laughs> Like, I literally had to go to work every day just to get enough money just to kind of keep my house and stuff like that. It was rubbish. (laughs) Uh, There was all these other players that obviously were pay to win that had, like, millions of dollars, had their own yachts and helicopters, could basically do what they want, could get away with murder, probably. Let's just put that in because I haven't mentioned any names, so that's fine. Um, And, And I went to Rifton and I found the person who could change my face, but... But they didn't want to. Worst MMO ever. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Awful. I mean, the graphics were amazing, but the quests were shite. I don't know. The, 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 like, one of, one of my, what are they called? Floaters. Eyes? I don't <laughs> Eyes. know. No, because it wouldn't be an eye, would it? In, in, like, if it's a computer thing, one of your cameras, cameras I guess, yeah. It was on the blink a bit. Yeah. It was off, off to one side for a oh, bit. Yeah, one of mine's damaged, isn't it? <laughs> there you go. See? Yeah, like, rubbish. Yeah, but um, and actually, our conversation we're having now is quite ableist because there are plenty of people out there. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. who haven't you know got this. Yeah. It would be like if this is a simulation. Yeah, this is fuck you. Cack. And you you kind of think like what what's the point of this game? Is it literally to get the most toys before your time is up, or is it to survive as long as possible, or is it I don't know. I don't know, but then it's like that whole. Isn't that history isn't real? So then we can't learn by our mistakes. Yeah. Well, we don't anyway, do we? So let's well, we be don't honest. anyway. No, we no. don't. But yeah. But history... poor, poor old Betty White's just finished. Oh. She's completed the game. Well, Bless her. She she sits up and punches somebody. Yeah, because she was like, I was literally months yes. away from winning a hundred, and so I no, didn't make it. Same as Prince months, Philip. Days. Oh yeah, it was days. Yeah, of course it was, wasn't it? It was like days. 17, 18 days. Yeah. Yeah, and poor just... girl, bless her. But no, she did. She is, did though, all right. She had a pretty good go at the game. I was going to say, you say poor her. She was amazing. She did so much and made yeah. so. I read a thing not even half an hour ago that said like back in the day when she was young and had her own TV show, she wanted a black musician to come on, That's and they right, were like, yeah. "No, you can't." And she was like, "Yes, I bloody can." And she had him and on. She, and that, she, she gave him more on, time. She had him on twice, and she gave him more airtime as she well. She was just like, "Well, it's happening." So, but then deal they with actually cancelled. Her show, but yeah, because, yeah, not long after like, that because she had a black guy on. And Very forward thinking. Um, there was somewhere, I think it was an aquarium had put up a monument to her because she was like a patron of the aquarium and yeah. she was a real big animal person as well. She had like Aww. lots of dogs during her life and stuff. Yeah, like to say, oh, poor Betty. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah, but oh she my did, god, she what did an amazing right. person. Yeah, she. she I think she did I good. think if anybody won, you know, she was one of the people she that was, won the game because. Not only did she have a decent amount of money and an yeah. amazing career, and she was famous. She was nice. She was nice with it, yeah. I mean, there's there's literally her and Dolly Parton's the other one who's winning the game at the moment, I think. Because, yeah. you know, bugger Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and stuff. Yeah, they're winning in terms of points, but they're horrible people. Yeah, like money isn't everything, guys. Yeah. But yes, uh, so now it's like the whole, the best thing since sliced bread... Yeah. Well, didn't we say like she's she's old, she was older. She than was older than sliced, sliced bread. bread. Yeah. So like sliced bread is the best thing since Betty White. Yep. 
That's right. And, and to be fair, you're only if it's thick cut. You and your thick cut. You are a thick cut. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's it. It would answer a lot of questions if we were living in a simulation. It I didn't would, even go into the. Hurt. I didn't even go into the the theory that some scientists have that the 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 universe is a hologram projected from the edge of space. Then who is is projecting the hologram? I don't think it's necessarily in the way that we think it is, but holograms are kind of 3D things projected onto a 2D plane, and that's kind of how they think it might work. However, I also read that this is only to do with string theory, because string theory requires lots of higher dimensions in order for it to work in terms of the maths. So... It's basically to do with string theory, and string theory is starting to lose ground in terms of being a popular theory. And I think it's partly because it requires so much complexity in order for it to be able to work that people are looking at it and going, what about Occam's razor, you know, the simplest solution? Because generally in nature, things take the simplest and easiest path, including things like evolution. Evolution is things taking the simplest path in a lot of ways because when something develops and it gives them an advantage, that's what they stick with. They don't yeah. then kind of develop four other systems to do that. Unless you're humans. Unless you're humans, Because yeah. we do not seem to do anything in the simplest way. Yeah. We do things in the most beneficial way to the rich people. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day when... The pay-to-win players. Yeah, know. the pay-to-win players. Back in the day when, uh, you know... The world was young and money wasn't a thing as such. Yeah, yeah maybe we did do it the, the easiest way and we developed things for the benefit of everybody. Yeah, but then- well, I mean, it, it depends on how far back you go because, I mean, even like, you know, the Romans had slaves, so there were rich people and poor people then. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like going back to cavemen, like going yeah. back to like even like the, the most earliest, earliest civilizations. They're going to look for the easiest yeah. way because their life is hard. But then I feel like if like we look back at that and go, right, oh, God, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You don't really appreciate how much food you eat. No, yeah. And that if you actually had to go out and, and procure yeah. all of that food. For we'd you, all be a lot thinner. We'd all be a lot, <laughs> lot thinner. And we'd be so busy. We wouldn't have time for jobs. Yeah. The cake is a lie. Yes. And ignorance is bliss. Maybe. It looks like it's going to snow. You said that yesterday and it was 13 degrees outside. <laughs> maybe it's just Literally. my dirty windows. Oh, it looks, yeah, maybe we should just clean the windows. It looks like it's going to snow. It's, it's 13 outside. degrees. What? It's not going to snow. It's tropical out there. <laughs> There's a bloke walking past with a pineapple daiquiri in shorts. It's not going to snow. <laughs> there was a guy in short sleeves the other day and I was like, you insane. I know. Oh, my God. I mean, I've seen people go to pick up their kids when I've gone to pick up our daughter from school. In like one or two degrees, and they're wearing shorts. And the I'm thing like, is, they've what, just jumped out proving? of the car, haven't they? They've what jumped out of the car. They've run in, grabbed the kids. But even if you're jumping out of the car, car, it's cold when you're not in the car. How they're do just, these people not feel it? it do, they like do. I say, they're like, weeping inside. I was walking to work. No, no, their program is faulty. Oh yeah, they've they've hacked a thermostat. That's <laughs> yeah, what it that's is. It. Oh, we've got an answer for everything now, haven't yeah, we? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. I a few weeks back when it was bitterly cold i was walking to work and i had you know jeans on t-shirt a hoodie a coat a hat gloves decent shoes on 
and there was a guy delivering a quote. He was a builder or something to a homeowner, and he was stood out there, and he did have a hoodie on, but then he had those really thin, toweling kind of crappy sweatshop like sweat um, sweatshop. Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> yeah, sweat- gym shorts like those no, kind of like like the, jogger shorts. Yeah, kind of. It was it was almost, but they looked almost like they'd been sweatpants that he'd cut off at the knee. Yeah, and Crocs. And no socks or anything like that, which, I mean, that was a small mercy because anybody who wears socks with Crocs, I mean, anybody who wears Crocs, sorry. Sorry, no. No, 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 no. They might be the comfiest thing ever, but I'm going to stick with my battered old Nikes. Got my slippers now, so I'm good. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, so that thermostat thing, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, but it does, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. It makes you think, like, what if your entire life is, is not real at all? When you go through the whole, oh, what if the yellow you see isn't the yellow I see? But then, like, colour blindness is a thing as well. Yeah. But it's just the majority. But even if we all go, oh, yeah, that's blue. We yeah. all agree on it. That's because we've been taught it. Yeah. But it's not because you but can then, measure the wavelength of, of things, uh, of light coming off things. It's it's definitely within a certain range. Yeah. It might be. It might differ slightly. I was reading a, th- a thing the other day that was absolutely wild which is how your visual system continuously lies to you. You do not see what you think you can yeah, see. Yeah, it fills in gaps, doesn't it? It fills nice. in gaps. So we all have a blind spot where the, the optic nerve connects to the back of the eye. We have, so have a blind spot. You spin your eyes around like you, this. You can't see your blind spot because your brain fills it in. Also, everything you see should be Ooh, upside down. Oh, yeah, because it... Because the way the light reflects, yeah, and your brain flips it back the right way. And they they said they did an experiment with a guy where they put on a pair of glasses for him that flipped everything upside down. And they said within a couple of days he was walking around like nothing was different because his brain had flipped it the other way again. And it took a few hours of him taking the glasses off for it to do it again. Yeah. This was a really interesting one. So... Basically, your eyes move by darting around quite a lot. In those moments where they're moving, you are blind, completely blind. You are blind about half of your life. But they're so quick we don't realise because they blur into one another. Basically, your brain fills in the difference. Like a flip page. So this is why you can stare at a mirror and you will never see your eyes move. Because when your eyes move, you're blind. They're called saccades. And basically, there's a apparently there's a really interesting sci-fi story that I want to track down, where there are aliens that come to Earth that exploit those saccades and only move when our eyes move, so we cannot see these aliens at all. We can't like basically there could be one in yeah there could be one in here with us now, and we would never know unless it physically interacted with us. So we have to jump up and wave our arms around loads. (laughs) Yeah, but also my other favourite one is. You can always see your nose. It's there. Yeah. Basically, you can always see your nose. But most of the time, you don't see your nose because your brain goes, You don't That's need to see your extraneous nose. information. You don't need it. I'll filter it out. Yeah. But everybody listening to this podcast right now is suddenly very aware that I they can nice. see their nose. And you are welcome. <laughs> the thing is, the same <laughs> happened when I had my eyebrow pierced and I could just see yeah. the little ball hanging down. Yeah. And for, for a few days, I was constantly following it. Like, like going, oh, what's that? Uh, uh, off to the side, like like some kind of like dog. I can imagine you just veering into a hedge or something. Kind of, there's yeah. a glint. <laughs> and then after a while, it was like, oh, I kind of forgot it was there. And then every now and again, I'd go, oh, Christ. Oh, yeah, it's that. 
like the light would shine off it and be like, oh my god did it did it get to kind of tiger king levels before you took it out because i've never seen you with it you see i've only ever seen you with the no. scar um, it did scar quite badly it's because i had it done twice you see well yeah the first time i only had it for a couple of months because i had to keep taking it in and out for work because yeah. they said it didn't oh, look professional yeah. even though there was a big gaping wound there on the yeah. days where i, I love didn't have i love that where people have like tunnels like we have or like stretched ear saggy. <laughs> and they're like oh you can't you can't wear the tunnels to work that's not professional so they take them out and there's just this <laughs> like, basically looks like a dog's anus <laughs> Depending on the size of the stretch, it's like that's yeah, the dog's way, more, way more, professional. more professional. I mean, I'm glad that I work somewhere where like visible piercings and tattoos are not a problem. Yeah. And I work in a customer service role essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I am literally dealing with the public all the time, and they do not give a crap if I have tattoos and piercings well, or good. anything. And but I'm no, like, finally, somebody understands. And got- I, I, I thank my company for that because it's one of the reasons I like working for them. It did get quite thin. That went that the, yeah. the first time I had it done, it didn't because I took it out because it was. <laughs> Just remember seeing a meme that was like, "How is 2021 treating you?" And somebody was like, "I'm hanging on like Tiger King's <laughs> eyebrow <laughs> ring. Yeah, now my brain kind of—I've got that kind of weird headache. Yeah. I probably need a, just need a drink. I mean, yeah. like a glass of water or a cup. Well, of tea. yeah. I mean, it's it's what is it? it's it's one o'clock in the afternoon. It's maybe a little early to start hitting the rum on New Year's Day. But go on, Is then I'll have, I'll have one if you're having one. <laughs> no. Yeah, it does make my brain ache. And it does, it makes me, it makes me really sad, actually. Because if it is a simulation, I'm like, but then it's so like you better. said, it's like they say, though, oh, human beings, we tried to give them the perfect simulation, but they They it rejected failed it, yeah. Entire crops We couldn't were lost. cope because we yeah. need, because there's so many, like, if you think, though, I, I've known so many people who only cope or only, like, can only strive, like, I'm thinking of the wrong word. I can't think of the word. Who only thrive in adversity? No, not even thrive. It's like I've known people who literally have to have something bad going on. Oh, drama queens. But not in like a horrible way. Not like in a... Yeah, right. No, just like they, they have to have something bad going on. Yeah. And if they haven't, they can't cope. They have almost like they have to. They, have they all to have self-sabotage to the but, point where they get so they make something horrible happen. So then they carry on. But this is this is things what? like this. This is the reason why the news is always bad. We don't report on good things happening no because interested. no, it's not so much that no one's <laughs> interested. We are genetically hardwired to remember bad things more than we remember good things because bad things could kill us. Yeah. So we remember what bad things are, like don't eat that mushroom, it will kill you. Yeah. Don't go near That's that saber-toothed tiger, it will kill you. We remember those things because they advance our survival. But I remember potatoes. All right, fine. but that's... And biscuits. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but basically the whole point is that, you know, I mean, you, everybody says like you only build character through adversity. You know, bad things have to happen for you to be, for you to be, become the person you are i think we say that to ourselves to make ourselves feel better that so much shit happens in the world because you can be made a better person through good things happening yeah i mean positive reinforcement and yeah yeah can make you better and other people yeah and leading by example of being constructive criticism can make you a better person exactly so it's a just somebody mean going that's a load of rubbish but we do, you know, we do tend to think along those lines of, of adversity builds character. And and it's definitely true that we remember bad things more than we remember good yeah, things, which is like, why the news panders to stuff like that and shows us all the bad things, because that is news. Yeah. You know, people don't generally go out, and, you know, in the olden days, they didn't 
run out into the street and go, hear ye, hear ye, everything's great. Because... I'm sure I've seen something where that it happens. Doesn't, it doesn't goes, attract what? attention. <laughs> but it doesn't, though, does it? It doesn't attract attention. If there's a news story about, you know, a kitten and a news story about a hurricane, more people are going to watch the hurricane thing because... It's like, oh my goodness, you know, your heart goes out to those people. And the kitten's cute, but it's a kitten. Okay, fine. We, we've all fine. seen a kitten move on. It doesn't on. need help. It's yeah, fine. it doesn't need to stick in our memory because there's nothing pressing about it. I suppose. Whereas if there's something pressing, you go, oh, I, I definitely need to know this and remember this. Is the hurricane headed our way? Yeah. You know. Or do we know anyone in that area? How can exactly. we help? Exactly. Or even if we don't know anybody in that area, yeah, how can we help the people that are in that area? You know, that kind of thing. You know, it's the same reason that every book film story throughout human history requires conflict in order for it to work it's one of the first things you taught if you want to write stories is that stories require conflict and it doesn't necessarily mean people have to hit each other or fight or you know have wars or anything it could be an internal conflict an internal struggle that yeah. you're having with it yourself be a question that needs to be answered it could be a they, debate yeah you know, but Doesn't you need have to opposing be sides in bad. order for there to be a story because otherwise you've got nothing. You know, if you write a story about how a girl Should walks down to the, the store and buys a balloon, have been pink or blue. Yeah, it. Why it doesn't matter, does it? Basically, no. there's there are no stakes there. There has to be stakes, and you have to up the stakes continuously throughout the story. You've got the tro- this the trolley thingy, isn't it? Does he kill himself yeah, yeah, or the yeah. whole of humankind? Yeah. Either way, he's going to die. Swerve and hit everybody, that's what I say. Just jump <laughs> off the trolley, and that therefore you, you don't have to make a decision. This trolley will make it for you. Also, who is putting people on these trolley lines? Yeah, I know. Like, Where are the police? Somebody's responsible for this. Mm-hmm. Why is nobody looking into this? This is terrible. Also... There's only a few places in the world where they still use trolleys. Yeah, it's all so, happening in San Francisco. That's it. Yeah. Ding, ding. Although there are trams around Manchester, so I guess you could technically like call Amsterdam that. And that yeah. So. Yeah. Alcatraz. Yeah, I mean, the amount of times when I lived near Manchester that they were like, I'm sorry, we've got to stop the trolley because there's people tied to the tracks. We were going to go that way, but actually there are even more people tied to the tracks that way, so we're just going to stop and wait for the people to get off the tracks uh, and try and find out who's responsible. Apparently, it was a guy in a top hat and a cape with a long, thin moustache. And a cane. And a a wicked laugh. (laughs) (laughs) It was Wario. Oh, my God, it was Wario. (laughs) You know what we're thinking of now? (laughs) Yeah. Explain. Go on, because I can't remember now. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was was Wario and Link, Link, wasn't it? It was a a mash-up cosplay. (laughs) Wario and Link called a wank. Oh dear. How's your day going? Oh, I think I think yeah, it's going all right so far. 2022 is off to a roaring start. It's not. It is. I've got up. up I've had a cup of tea. Yeah, I've had toast, and then I've recorded a podcast. It's been great so far. I had a muffin that had a tail. You did. (laughs) Yeah, she had a little nubbin on a muffin. A muffin nubbin, <laughs> and it looked like a little tail. And then my wife, being the creative sort she is, ran into the kitchen. And what did you do? I've had some googly eyes and put it on the muffin. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looked so cute. This is why we're still together after twelve years. <laughs> I should have taken a photo. You sh- oh, oh man, you didn't take a like that was one I for ate the it. that was one for and the gram definitely. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Tail fell off. Poor bloody muffin. 
Ah, dear. and that was like a that was an English muffin, an English like breakfast a, muffin, yeah, a not, toast not muffin, a, not like a, a cake, a cake muffin. It's very confusing. So you actually have to thank someone for this episode, and so do I because I love the Matrix. Yeah, so I have to thank James. Thank you, James. It's a, a, a lovely young gentleman that I work with who gave me the idea for this one because he, I think he might have said the holographic universe, which I did mention briefly. But I can't get yeah. my head around that because that's just if this is all a hologram. I think my my pixels are glitching. There's well, too many lo- of them. A lot of it d- is to do with the idea that if you cut a hologram in half, both halves still show the whole hologram. What? Did you not know that? If you cut a, a hologram into quarters, all four pieces show the whole hologram. Is that how we get twins and quadruplets? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what you're saying. Your to womb me. is a hologram. God. The holographic womb. <laughs> But yeah, so, and it's also the idea that kind of the old as above, so below thing, if you look at planets and their moons, yeah. it's almost identical to atoms and their electrons yeah. in a lot of ways. So it's I'll like. I'll say yes, you know. <laughs> but you know, good. electrons yeah, yeah, orbit know. around yeah, a, a large nucleus of, of protons and neutrons. And if you don't, just watch the beginning of Big Bang Theory. Oh, God, no, a... don't watch Big Bang Theory. <laughs> no. I used to be a, a, a big proponent of it, and then I read a critique of it that basically showed me how dreadfully misogynistic it is and i watched another episode or two and i was like yeah can't unsee it now i know people went on about it not being funny and it was all just catchphrases but honestly there are a lot of comedy shows that are are guilty of that little britain always springs to mind very very lazy writing it was all just let's write a short scene leading up to a punchline and the punchline is always the same and yeah, I don't blame them for it because that's like how that things work. All of history of like comedy shows, if you think like some, not um, all. Uh, and then I found the original copy of the Bible, which was nice. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this the fasc- week I have mostly been eating acorns, <laughs> and you, you know, ain't seen me, right? I know, but <laughs> and the fast show was. <laughs> It was almost a pastiche of that, though, wasn't it? It was yeah. like, how do we get to the punchline quicker? That's why it was called The Fast Show, because they weren't doing these long, drawn-out scenes. It was like seconds boom. and then, boom, catchphrase. Yeah. And it is. If you can if you can develop a catchphrase and people Stay start saying indoors. it, yeah, then <laughs> people start wearing it on T-shirts. You make money because people watch the show, people talk about it. It becomes yeah. top of mind for a lot of people. They buy merchandise. That's how it works. But, yeah... Uh, it is very lazy you did writing. You watch that into the ground, though. What? The Big Bang Theory. Literally, every time yeah, you came to I did, room, for, you were like, for ages. over and over and over. And yeah. I just got to the point where I was like, no, I, I can't watch it Because at first, it was just nice to see a show about nerds that wasn't about nerds getting kicked in the teeth all the time. And that was part of it. It was like, there were some intelligent aspects to the show. Like, all the formula that they had on the whiteboards behind them and stuff were all yeah. written by real physicists. So they were all genuine formulas for the most part. That's really good. Because they had like a consultant who came on and did a load of stuff for them like well, yeah, that. Yeah, because you know that there would be someone out there that went, that's wrong. Yeah. That's and, wrong. and you know, they, they, didn't. they played on a lot of tropes of like, oh, you know, geeks can't talk to girls. They're not very successful with women, blah, blah, blah. And then they brought all the women in, but it just, it didn't get better. It got worse. And also... The women that were clever were not portrayed. Like, you know, you had the pretty girl wasn't clever. Yeah. The girl who was supposed to be perceived as not so pretty was clever. I'm like, why Why couldn't that be the other way around? But then yeah. who wants to have a girl in it who's 
not pretty and not clever. What use does she have? Well, it's uh, not that so much. It's more that if a girl is pretty and clever, she's holy crap, much. that's intimidating yes. for, oh my for your average man. Yeah. But anyway, we've gotten off track. We've gone very much off track. Yeah. So thanks, James, for that <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> Ooh, brought thanks that one that, back around. For that runaway train. Uh, and we also have somebody to thank for a comment made on Podbean, which actually has been one of the the most commented on places that we've had for the oh, podcast. Oh, thank you, Podbean people. Yeah. So we have to thank, is it Sam? Sam393520. Who said they love this show on the HH Ohms. Ohms? Ohms? H- oh, my God. <laughs> it's, a, it's a silent. It's not even he, late. He's, he's, it's the middle of the afternoon. I don't know he, what's going on. It's all on. the silent H's, though. His name yeah. is... H H Ohms. No, no, because the first two H's have got to be silent. Too. You're like, Ohms. Huff, huff. Ohms. Yeah. Um, oh, so Sam commented on the HH Holmes episode. Love this show. And thank you, Sam. We love you too. And thank you for listening. That then segues us into whether you can find us online. Whether they can. Where you can find us online. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> weather? <sighs> the weather be weather. You can't talk about weather. You thought it was going to snow in 13 it degree heat. Might do. It won't. <laughs> Where's the bit gone? There it is. I've got muffin top stuck in my head now. I haven't. So back up Shut me. Up. You're weirding me out. Yes, you are. <laughs> Quite frankly. Any 30 Rock fans out there represent I love the show. Although I'm sure that has its problems as well. Yeah. When you watch it over and over and over again. And now I watch it over and over again in the kitchen while I'm cooking with headphones on. It doesn't bother you at all. You need to do more washing up, love. Shut up. Less watching. More washing. No. More cooking. More eating. Actually, I'm kind of getting hungry again. Oh, my God. I've been up hours. Yeah? I'm assuming you had breakfast when you first got up. No, I didn't. Well, that's on you, then, that isn't it? muffin with googly eyes was the first food I'd <laughs> had today. You shouldn't have eaten the googly eyes. I can shake it inside. They were very crunchy. I'll bet. <laughs> no, downed in one. Anyway. When they come out, I'm going to poo with quickly eyes. Please cut that bit Oh, out. God. No. No, no. That's staying in, definitely. Anyway. Anyway. People can find us all over the place. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. Stumbling around in the dark. <laughs> Actually, no. Indoors. Sitting. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah. Um, no. Let's start this bit again. No. Because... Let's just keep ploughing through. So, if you've enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes that you have listened to, please leave us a review. You can review us on iTunes, on Podbean, on Google, I think. Okay, basically you can say wherever you listen, I guess, Yeah. you can review us. All right, fine. And also review us to your friends. Yeah, review us to your heart's content. Write stirring passages. Compose us an ode. Shut up. (laughs) Write an epic poem. You are an ode. (laughs) (laughs) Err. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, leave us a review. Um, if you want to give us a shout, tell us a story, give us an idea for an episode, you can contact us a couple of different ways. We have an email address. Storiesofstrangeness at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash stories of strangeness. That was awful. I know. Instagram. Instagram.com slash stories of strangeness. 
and um, you can find all sorts of stuff on our website too. Yes. Sorosestrangeness.com <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to support the show, we have a couple of different ways that you can do that. Yep. We have a Redbubble account where you can purchase our merch. Purch our merch. Purch our merch. Um, it's, there's, there's a, just go look. Um, we, we literally haven't been drinking at all yet. This is this is worrying. I do need some caffeine though. My head's starting to hurt. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Redbubble. You just need to search for Zoe and Mike, all one word, and yep. go look at the random stuff that we draw. If you would like extra content, extra content. Extra. You can find us on Patreon, and we have two different tiers. For the extra content, you'll need to go for the higher tier. But if you just want to say thank you, thank you, um, we have a one pound a month. Was it one dollar a month? One pound a month, which is about one dollar forty something. Yeah, a month, and that is just a, a thank you. You'll get a shout out on the show, and you will get our gratitude for supporting us and helping us to pay for all the little random bits and bobs. Uh, that go towards making the show. Yep. If you do want that extra content, uh, we're now up, we've got minisodes. We'll yep. Up to 20, 26 minisodes. Twenty six minisodes. And there's an extra maxi sode in there as well. There isn't is. There? Yeah. The full um, length episode in there. Yes. Time lapse videos. Yes. All sorts of stuff sorts that of you could entertain yourself with. And that comes out at three pound a month, which is about four dollars thirty ish. Something know. like that. It's not a huge amount of money. It's about the same cost as a cup of coffee a month. And it really helps us keep running the show. And uh, yeah, and again, you'll get a shout out on the show and you get to hear our voices twice as much. I'm also going to probably set up a Kofi or coffee or however you want to pronounce it, where you can make a one-time payment if you like, if you're not really into Patreon or you don't want to sign up for months on end. I know. But you'd love to just throw us some cash because you like us, <laughs> then Kofi might be the way to do it. So maybe check the show notes for this show or subsequent shows and I'll have it on there. Cool. So that brings us to the end of our first episode of 2022. Yeah. The re-isolating. <laughs> Hopefully not, oh, but God. we never know. Who knows? Who knows? So everyone, stay safe, stay indoors, don't talk about the event. And remember... It's all just a simulation. Bye. Love you.